Thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Godcast. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. If it's the first time, welcome. And we'd love to get to know you better. You can write us on Remnant News Facebook page. We actually respond to the messages in our message box. Can you believe that? Because we care. We honestly do. We spend a good portion of our day responding. And thank you for all the amazing letters and things that you guys write us to encourage us. And for those that uh, we we might uh, upset, we're sorry that we do that. But and at the same time, I guess we're not sorry. Right? We're sorry, but we're not sorry. Um, we're going to speak the truth. We're going to stand for righteousness and the Word of God in this hour, but we're going to do it in love, and we're going to do it in a way where we are hopefully showing God's love to you, because that's the truth, and that's really the core of this ministry, and there'll be days when we talk to people about a movie that's out. There's other days we talk about serious topics, like yesterday, we were talking about Julian Assange. Today, I want to talk about something super crucial that I have noticed, and this is, to those of you that have been traveling Recently, Some of you travel more than others. Some of you may have been staying in, in your town for a little while. Maybe you've noticed in your town. Um, it doesn't really matter because it's happening everywhere. But I notice it is something that's happening. Uh, what I would say, it's a pervasive thing in our nation right now. And I'm going to say, have you noticed that we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say. And I don't mean it in you know the actual uh, meaning of the word zombie apocalypse, uh, either of them. But I do think the hour is getting late, and I want to read a scripture from 2 Timothy, and it's 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and of timidity, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Some uh, versions say self-control, uh, but you know others say self-discipline. I'm going to stick with the one that says sound mind. And here's why I'm going to say that. Because I believe that as the hour gets later, that we're going to see more and more people operating in an antichrist spirit or basically being demonically possessed and i know some of you guys find it really hard to believe there's actual demonic possession and in fact even talk about it is taboo and uh you won't hear it spoke about from a lot of churches uh, from the pulpit because it's a very controversial subject even though the bible is very clear about demonic possession in fact i can think of uh you know several instances in the bible where we can get into it where jesus cast out the, de- the demonic cast out demons right and uh you guys will probably remember when the swine and uh, you know they they jumped off the cliff right when i mean there was there's many different instances that's not what the topic is today i don't want to get into that today but the truth of the matter is is that people are demonically possessed and there is a antichrist spirit that's rising in the land and i think it is in tune with or in uh, you know, the the fact of the matter is that the hour is getting later. So we're going to see more of this. And so when I say zombie apocalypse, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. Because what we're noticing, and my wife and I are noticing in our travels, in my travels, is there are more and more people walking around the streets of America. And I believe this is happening worldwide, as a matter of fact. But, you know, we're seeing a lot here in America where people are walking around absolutely out of their mind. And it's sad. And it's upsetting. Now, I'm somebody who's worked um, a little bit with the, you know, the homeless community. I have a heart for the homeless community. And just here where we uh, you know, broadcast the show, it's out of Los Angeles. In Los Angeles alone, um, they're saying there's about 55,000 people 
that are homeless now, without a home. Now, there's three different categories that I put um, these people in as I've talked with them and spent time with them. And we have a food ministry that my dad runs at the church. It's it's one of his you know most important ministries that he does, and he absolutely loves doing it. It's really uh, so important to him, and that's because he gets to help the community. And I think you know after years of being in a prominent position, his life after he retired. This has become a ministry to him, and so I'm, I'm, you know, thankful for what he does and all the people that help him. But we have this food ministry at the church, and there's, you know, we've noticed three different types of people that are homeless. There are people that have just really had a bad, uh, you know, sequence of events that led them to the fact that, you know, maybe, maybe several different hard situations in their life occurred, you know, sometimes simultaneously, and it got them to a place where they lost shelter, and they didn't have anyone to turn to, and they ended up on the street. Now, you know, I see those types of people, and, and those are the really, I mean, the ones that I really, really have a heart for, because, you know, I know that sometimes it just takes a brother or a sister stepping in and saying, you know what, I believe in you, and I'm going to stand with you, and sometimes some of us have the resources, you know, some of us are entrepreneurs, we own our own companies, you know, we have the resources the ability to actually help these people get back on their feet and not just pray for them although pray praying is important and having the spiritual support is important but you know those that are able to actually tangibly you know put a a job in 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 their lap and say hey you know what get up tomorrow morning and show up at this place and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some work and let you get back on your feet that that's an amazing thing and if we can do more of that in the christian community you know i think we're going to really see something happen with that but um, you know, there's those people that really want to work. There's other people that uh, have chose to be homeless, um, you know, and chose that as a lifestyle choice. Now, I know that's crazy sounding to a lot of us, but there are a lot of people that have actually made the decision willingly, hey, I want to live on the street. This is a, a lifestyle choice. And for those people, you know, it's a little bit harder to help them. And I'll tell you because um, they, they're not really asking necessarily for that same type of help where they want, you know, to get back up on their feet and get working and get back into a home, you know, and, and, and into a more, uh, you know, I guess what we'd say mainstream or normal lifestyle of having a, a roof over your head and, you know, a place to call home. So when it's a lifestyle choice, it's a little bit harder to deal, you know, deal with how to fix that that situation because to those people, sometimes they, they actually don't mind their situation. And then there's a third group, and that third group is a group that I would probably put in the category of suffering with some mental illness. Um, now, this is where it's a touchy subject because in today's, you know, medical community and with the modern diagnosis that we have in, in the medical community, you know, uh, things that sometimes the medical community would, would deem as schizophrenia or, you know, a medical term. Um, you know, as far as mental illness. And I agree, as a pastor, I still agree that there are people that are dealing with true mental illness. And so people get mad sometimes. They say, well, you don't believe anybody's dealing with mental illness. That's not true. I do. I, you know, obviously there's special needs people. My brother's special needs. Um, you know, he's not mentally ill, but he has special needs and learning disabilities. And, uh, you know, mental illness is, is similar in, in that family, at least, where somebody has a true illness where they're, they're, they're not able to, you know, cognitively, you know, function in a way where they're, you know, able to operate and function as a normal person. So they they have a medical diagnosis. And I agree with that. But I will say this is that I do believe a lot of those cases, a lot of those cases, it's a spiritual thing. And we try to fix a spiritual problem with a medical solution. And it's very controversial when I say that because people say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, you're not a licensed doctor and you need to be careful. 
and I am careful, and I will say, you need to go see a doctor if you have, uh, you know, possible mental illness, and you know, or you know, some in your family who you're concerned about. You know, I'm not, I'm not against a doctor. Please be, be, be careful in, in what you're, you're saying that I'm saying. You know, because these people write me and accuse me and yell at me. I understand, you know, I, I don't I don't tell people, you know, uh, listen, you shouldn't take you know, your medication. It's all about what the doctor says in that area. But I'm just going to throw this out there. I think as a pastor and a spiritual leader that sometimes the world today, you know, there's the big pharmaceutical companies, there's doctors that are not operating, you know, as, as pastors and people in the spiritual realm. And so they see a spiritual problem and they try to diagnose it with a medical diagnosis and they give the person, you know, several different, I've known people that have been up on like six different medications at once. And sometimes I'm going to say that's not the solution. In fact, a lot of these people that have been involved in some of these shooting events, you know, a lot of people that deal with, you know, all different types of, um, you know, schizophrenia, like I said, things that have happened where they've done, you know, a violent crime will often find that they were on some of these psychotropic drugs. So, again, it's a very fine line in the, in the Christian world today, and I have to be careful because I, I, I respect the medical community. I understand doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and their medical diagnosis. I do believe there is true mental illness, but I do think that, you know, in my heart of hearts, I, I mean, I just go back to the days of the Bible. Um, you know, there wasn't people giving them psychotropic drugs, but Jesus was going around. Well, you know, what would Jesus do, right? He was going around and he was healing the sick and he was also healing the torment and he told us that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear you know of timidity he's given us power and authority through the holy spirit of living god he's given us love you know and an everlasting love that's you know an indescribable love you know far beyond i mean he you know loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son right and then he gave us self-discipline, self-control, or the soundness of our mind. So I believe if we're operating in the Holy Spirit, if we're, if we're fighting for our healing. See, here's the thing, friends. I've seen people that have come out of a really addicted lifestyle, and they were some of those people. Now, people say, well, how do you know that? I'm going to tell you right now, I was kind of like that at one point. I know it's hard to believe, but I had lost my mind at one point because I was in such darkness and oppression in my early 20s. You know, that if Jesus didn't step into my life, if people didn't minister the gospel to me, I don't know where I would be today. And, you know, some of the drugs, like, uh, you know, if somebody's on methamphetamine or, you know, glasses, they called it, or, you know, cocaine addiction or, you know, um, even marijuana addiction, you know, uh, different drugs. I mean, people are doing all types of things now, mollies and ecstasy and, you know, heroin addiction, opioid addiction, you know, all the different uh, over-the-counter drugs that people are taking, Oxycontin and this stuff. But... Whatever it is that, you know, the addiction is, I've seen people healed and set free in the name of Jesus. I've seen the captive set free, okay? And I've seen people that before seem to be completely out of their mind that have been healed and that have been delivered and that have been set free. So it's, 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 a, it's something that I have to be, you know, at least making the point here because I know that there's a lot of people that want to push back and say, well, they need to stay on their psychotropic drugs. And, you know, you're sitting here saying, you know, that that's not what people should do and you need to be careful. And I get it. I do need to be careful, especially in today's world, because people will attack a pastor for what he says. So, you know, I, I speak truth, but then I also understand that, you know, there's people that really want to get people like me. So I'm not here to say get off your medication, but I'm here to say pray about it. I'm here to say, 
you know, ask Jesus to heal the situation and the symptoms that, that what might be going on. Is it depression? Is it oppression? You know, are there things, you know, that have been, you know, held on to from your past that you haven't sought deliverance and healing from? Because there is a God and his name is Jesus and he's come to set the captive free. And the Bible says who the son sets free is free indeed. So I believe, I believe, this is just, you know, what I believe because I believe wholeheartedly what the word of God says. And the word of God says that it sets the captive free. The Holy Spirit of living God can set the captive free. Jesus Christ is the healer. He's the ultimate healer. And so in my life, he's healed me. He set me free. And so I'm just here to tell you, I truly believe that he can do the same for you. And, and it's not like you're the exception to the rule. No, Jesus can heal you. I believe that. So that being said, you know, back to the question, is there a zombie apocalypse going on? Yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on. If you walk the streets of any major city, I find myself sometimes late at night in like, you know, some random city and, you know, I'm, I'm hungry and you know, I'm sitting in my hotel room and I say, hey, and I want to get some food and I go down. You know, I was just thinking, uh, where was I recently? I mean, gosh, I, you know, San Diego, you know, you go down you walk around the streets of San Diego. You know, I was out in uh, San Antonio not that long ago, you know, out by the river walk and I happen to go onto the main street area and my goodness I, there were some weird people out there doing strange stuff it was sketchy and i definitely wouldn't want my wife and you know a child walking around that area at night because it's dangerous and that's at night but i'm you know i'm seeing a lot of this during the day just go down to venice beach here in, in southern california you know walk, walk the streets in southern california you can just go into pretty much any city any area i mean a lot of times my wife and i will be driving and we just look on the corner and there's somebody doing something crazy or weird or talking to themselves or you know running around and hidden cars. I mean, we've seen it all. We've seen it all. And so, you know, we've noticed an uptick in it, though. We've noticed, you know, people are doing the bath salt now and all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff where people are acting just absolutely bananas. And, it, you know, I mean, listen, to a Christian pastor or a man of God, I would say they're demonized. They're demonized. You know, I'm, I'm not going to cut around the corners here. That's the truth. And so what, what do we do when we see somebody who's demonized? Well, we pray in the name of Jesus by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit, the living God. Lord, heal this person. Lord, we believe that, you know, our prayers are heard from heaven. Lord, that's what you say. And you say that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and against principalities. And so I believe what the Word of God says. And I'm going to talk to you about what the Word of God says. I, you know, I believe that, listen, if you're listening to the Remnant Radio program, you probably believe what the Word of God says too. At least I hope you do, because the Word is truth. It is, it is living. And in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. The Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means that we have the authority in the name of Jesus to trample on scorpions and devils. In Isaiah 11, 2, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of strength, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. In John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. I'm just going to speak scripture right now because I think somebody needs to just hear pure scripture. That's food. That's that's living food right now that we're speaking about. So it's it's the scripture does not return back void, the Bible says. You know, it does not return back void. Romans 8, 15, it says, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father, Jesus is good. He is good. He is so good. 
In Acts 20, 24, it says, But none of these things move me, neither count I life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace of God. Jesus is love. His spirit is all we need. The manna, the, 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 you know, it's literally enough. It's literally enough. So many people feel like they're lacking out there right now. They're searching for that void filler. Jesus is the void filler. You say, well, I tried Jesus. Listen, I'm going to tell you something very, very hard right now. But if you've tried Jesus and it wasn't enough for you, he wasn't enough, you didn't really try Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. See, there's a lot of people out there saying this is God or that's God. You know, the Bible said that would happen as the hour grew late, right? There was a lot of people claiming to be the Messiah. There was a lot of people claiming to do things in His name. But the truth is when you have an encounter with the living God, it sets the captive free. Listen, it will get you out of your addiction. It'll get you out of your stronghold. And I'm not talking down to you if you haven't had that encounter yet or if you've wholeheartedly tried. The Bible says, Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. He stands at the door of your heart knocking. All you got to do is let him in. So here's the thing. Tonight, if, if, if tonight is the night, let it be the night. This, 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 what I call zombie apocalypse that's happening on the streets of America today is caused by us moving away from God and by the pastors and the, and the preachers. God bless them, you know what I'm saying? But I just saw a, a, an article the other day It said 64% of pastors were afraid to speak the whole Bible. This is an issue. This is an issue because the hour that we're in is late and people need to hear the full gospel of Jesus Christ and the entirety of the word of God because that's what will set the captive free. That's what will set the captive free. Amen? And so, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. You know, listen, let's stand up for the word of God. Let's believe what it says. I believe God wants to do something powerful in your life tonight. So listen, if you're listening tonight and you feel the presence of God and you say, you know what, something's happening right now. I don't exactly know what it is, but I know God's moving in my life and I feel his presence. I just want to talk about it for the next couple of minutes because, see, I was one of those people. I was one of those people that was lost. I remember one time I was sitting in a bathtub and I had done drugs and my heart was beating so fast and I was red as can be. And I thought I was going to die. I had to pray, Lord, give me strength. Can, you know, Heal my body tonight and forgive me. Have mercy on my soul. Don't let me die tonight. See, everybody, you know, a lot of times we're afraid to tell our testimony. Sometimes it can be scary or, you know, make us feel like we're really putting it out there. But what do we have to lose, right? Because God did deliver us. And that is the testimony that people need to hear. Because, see, when people out there, they don't hear the truth of the word of God. They don't understand what God's capable of. And God is capable of setting you free. God's capable of rocking your life, changing your world, changing your course. He says he's got hope and a future and a plan for you. I don't know why I got on this tangent, but I think somebody needs to hear this tonight. I think somebody truly needs to hear this tonight. And so, listen, God wants to make a difference right now in your life. Maybe you tried him before. I tried God. Okay, well, you tried a version of God, maybe. You tried what somebody said was God. But if you really let God in, get on your face, man. Get on your face, woman of God. You know what I'm saying? Get on your knees tonight and say, Lord, you know, look, you don't need to do it with anybody around. Just do it in your prayer closet if you need to. Get to a quiet place and get on your hands and knees and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my unrighteousness. Let me truly walk in your ways. 
I believe God wants to change your course. He wants to change your life. He wants to rock your situation. It seems like it's a super difficult situation. How's it ever going to work? How's it ever going to get fixed? You know what I'm saying? People don't know how broken I am. They don't know all the hurt inside. I get it. I get it. God wants to relieve you of that. We don't need to be walking around like the zombie apocalypse. And that may not be you. You know, you may notice the uptick in it, but it may not be you. I mean, you're, you're functional. You're doing your job. You know, you're, you're, you're able to function through life. And, you know, maybe even you go to church and, and whatnot. You try to be a good person. You try to live a good life. But sometimes we're still hurting. And sometimes it's a secret hurt that many people don't even know about. You know, sometimes we're afraid to tell people how we really feel. There's a lot of people that feel like that. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that are going through that right now. But listen, here's the thing. We got to recognize this situation. How are we going to change things? How are we going to change? What are we going to do to affect culture? How are we going to change things? So that this, this situation where these people that are walking around hopeless, hopeless, and they, they just look like they're literally staring into inside. I mean, it's like they look right through you. You know, are they even present? Are they even there? And that's why the Bible says the battle isn't against the flesh and blood. It's against the strongholds. It's against the principalities. It's against the demonic realm. And that's why we got to be prayed up, intercessors. That's why we got to really be living in purity and holiness and righteousness. And, you know, that doesn't mean we're better than anybody, but we just desire the fullness of God. We desire the fullness of God because we know that he's real. We know he wants to do something big in our life. And, you know, we know that we have a mission here. See, I thought about something really good. There was a president, I think it was John F. Kennedy. And he said, you know, ask not what you can do for, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Well, I'm going to say it like this. Ask not what God can do for you, but ask what you can do for God. What can you do for God today? What if we woke up and it wasn't about what we needed? It wasn't about our hurts and our wounds and, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do for me, Santa God? No, God's not Santa. God wants us to be about his business. He wants to set us out so that we can say, send me, I'll go. You know, send us out. You know, the word ekbalo, go out, cast out, send out, drive out. To get out there and to be a culture influencer, somebody that's changing the culture, that's that's letting these people that, that are the walking dead, the real life walking dead, you know, setting them free. And how are we going to do that? We got to change. I mentioned in the beginning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it full circle now, the people that are homeless, you know what, they're not any less than us guys. I know sometimes we can look down on people and say, oh, I got it all together, especially if we've done really well in life, we've been successful in the in the worldly terms of success. Some of those people just hit a really bad season. We need to understand we're all God's children. And I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, obviously, if you've received Jesus, that, you know, you're redeemed and you receive Jesus in your heart and people that haven't, you know, it says there's only one way to the father and that's through the son. We got to receive him. We got to repent and we got to turn from our, our wickedness. I'm not going to say everybody's going to heaven, but I'm going to say we're all God's creation and God loves everybody. I believe he loves those people that we're talking about. You know, they're not any, any less than us. And God can redeem them and restore them and do a full restoration in their life. He can do something so special and so amazing. He can use us as a vessel to do that. And that's truly amazing. That's, that's something that changes people's lives. It sets the captive free. And so can we be about his business? Can we not make it about our problem or our situation? Listen, sometimes, you know, my wife and I, will look at some bills and, you know, we'll say, we don't know how this is going to get paid. You know, we don't know how we're going to, you know, pay for that. But I just know, you know what, if I show up tomorrow and I do my part, I do what God's been calling me to do. I just know that something's going to happen, that God's going to be faithful. You know, I, all I can do is show up. I can't worry. The Bible says, do not worry. You know, what, what is it going to do for us if we sit here and worry? It's not going to do a thing. 
You know, it's not going to do a thing. So we can't sit here and worry. You know, I was just sharing with our church. You know, we've had some substantial bills in the last couple of months, things that were like just out of nowhere. And we're like, man. And, you know, in the past, I probably would have been a little bit more worried. But right now, I don't know what it is, guys. I got a peace in my heart. Because I know God's about to move. You ever felt like that? God's about to move. He's about to do something powerful and significant. And you know what? He just requires us to have faith. Because the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so, what are we going to do to make a difference? My friend, Matt, if he's listening today, we just bless you, Matt. You know, he's been doing something to make a difference in his community. He's been going out there and, and looking for people that he can help. You know, maybe that's what we need to do. Let's get out there and see what we can do. There's definitely always something we can do. I'm not saying put yourself in danger or anything like that, but there's something we can do in our community. Let's make a difference, amen? Thanks for listening to the Remnant Godcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.